IPCF. Welcome. Welcome. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you are welcome here. You are. It's great to be with you this morning, this afternoon yeah. or this evening, however, wherever you're watching. PCF Online Church. And don't forget, we are back in person too yeah. in the building. Mm -hmm. So this week we're talking about how we can participate in someone else's miracle. That's way Wayne, cool. Wayne and Claire have got a great message yep. lined up for us. Cool. And when I th first thought of this theme, I thought of Jesus's very first miracle, the first miracle that was recorded in the Bible. Do you know what it was? Do you know? Which? Was it water into wine? It was water into wine. And so out of all the miracles, all the miraculous signs and wonders that Jesus performed in his three year miracle here on earth, why was water into wine the first. the first one that was recorded? What is the mm. significance of Jesus turning water into wine? You know, mm. he walked on water. He did all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Why but was that the first? The first one was Jesus at a wedding party turning water mm. into wine. What is the significance of this? Well, I think, do you know, the significance of Jesus turning water into wine at this wedding party amongst all, you know, friends and family. Um, if you remember in John chapter two, his mother comes to him and, he, and she pleads on behalf of the party. And she says, mm. Jesus, you know, there's a need here. Will mm. you meet it? And Jesus at first, what does he say? He says, it's not my time yet, mom. Mom, it's not my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I imagine it as well. He says, woman, it's not my time yet. Uh, yeah. But his mother, his mother comes back and she, she pleads the case. She intercedes for the yeah. need of the people. Yes. And she so petitions yeah. for them. And I think there's a, there's a reason why this miracle is the first recorded. The significance is that this woman, Jesus' mother, mm -hmm. comes and she petitions, she, she intercedes, does. and yeah. she pleads the case of the people. And, you know, oh it God. might seem insignificant to us, just, you know, they need more wine, but I think the, the idea is that when we take the needs of others to Jesus, when we go in prayer and yeah. petition to, to God, and yeah. we say, God, this person is in need of whatever it is, he hears our prayers yeah. in heaven, and he answers them. Yeah, and also what what I love that that you know Jesus was like not really set on doing it, but because his mum asked him, he did it. And that's the same for us. Like, you know, I'm not saying that God isn't set on doing things for us, but it takes for us to ask. Mm. It's so powerful. And he delights in, in yeah. when we come to him and we ask because, so you know, we're partnering together and, and it's this, this open line of communication from yeah. us Relationship, to isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So with that, let's go into today's worship. Yeah. Let's, let's open this communication line to God. And, yeah. you know, who is it in your life that you need to petition and pray for. Mm -hmm. Who is it this morning or this afternoon, this evening, wherever, whenever you're watching, who in your life, who around you can you think of mm. that is in need and how can you participate in someone else's miracle? Somebody lift up a big sound in this room for the great things he's done. Huh. The great things you've done for me He's done great things for me So many things he's done So many things he's done Great things for me I think there's a bigger shout in this room than what you just gave So many things he's done Miracles, 
miracles he's performed. He's done so many great things, done so many great things for me, for me, for me, for me. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. I just want to thank you, Jesus. Any grateful people in church, I just want to. And how great is our God. Come on, church. Sing with me. And all see He's done great things for me. Come on, sing. And how
Your praise is your testimony. The clapping of your hands. The angels get to hear this praise. Come on, this praise is filling up the heavens. This praise is shaking the universe. This praise is changing the atmosphere. This praise is changing sick bodies. This praise is changing depression into joy. This praise is changing. Because heaven is responding. Jesus. Come on, lift those hands with me if you don't mind. Just worship him. The presence of God is moving in this room. So strong. You are so
whole church singing together. You.
Yeah, don't wait for 10.30 on a Sunday. No, you know, do that yourself. Like, get YouTubers and, you know, spend some time with God. You know, we've got all these opportunities these days, actually, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Spotify, all these podcasts. Literally, we have everything we need at our fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's no excuse. No, and one of my favourite things to do is put my earpods in and, and just get clean in and be worshipping the Lord. That's a good way to do it. Or I could be walking the dog. You know, awesome. Creation appreciation. You know what else we can do um, at any time we want is listen or you know get into the Word of God, which is what we're going to do right now. Yes. Let's go over to Wayne and Claire. Thanks, Josh and Leone. Great that we can be here again with you this morning. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Claire. <laughs> And welcome to everybody. It's good to see you online. We've been doing a series, Claire, about uh, Mary, Martha, Lazarus and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And really, really interesting over the last couple of weeks. There's a couple of characters in the story that we need to have a look at. Mm. The first, obviously, I want to pick out is Mary and Martha. These guys have actually gone through quite a bit, haven't they? Yeah. A brother that gets sick. Uh, the Bible doesn't actually say how long he, he was sick, does it? No, it doesn't. And you think about the fact that he perhaps was a, a person that would have brought in the money for the family. Yeah. Mainly the men were the people who worked hard. That they went through, well, how, how are we going to get provided for now? That's right. So here they, they've lost their brother mm -hmm. that they love, but also the financial burden that was now thrust on them uh, for a funeral and paying for the mourners and everything like this. Yeah. So they were going through a torrid time. So that's the first set of characters that we see. But we also see Lazarus. 
Uh, again, as we said, the Bible doesn't say how long he had been sick. This could have been just a quick instantaneous mm -hmm. sickness and what, a day or two later and he's suddenly dead. But maybe it had been drawn out. Maybe he'd been sick for months or possibly even a year. Uh, and I can just imagine from Lazarus' perspective, imagine you, you finally die and, and then you raise back to life. It reminds me of when I had a, a burst appendix. I was working one day, I was busy lecturing, and it was about 10 o'clock in the morning, and I was lecturing and doing my thing uh, at work, and all of a sudden, this pain struck. In fact, I'll never forget it, Claire. I took a sip of tea, and we had our tea, and the pain just like exploded <laughs> in my gut. Uh, I was writhing with agony. It was, remember, you'll remember clearly, I, I had to excuse all the students and I said, guys, you've got to go home. Uh, and I excused myself and I went to the doctors. We were in a strange town in a strange city and I found a doctor that would see me and he prodded and poked and he, and he gave me Gaviscon. And he said, drink this, this will make you feel better. If you don't feel better, you need to go to the hospital. And I drank, I think he gave me something like four or five bottles of this yeah. stuff. And I downed this and just nothing helped. I, in fact, I grew worse. Mm. I, was, I was in absolute agony. Mm. And finally, we, Claire took me off to the hospital and they said, no, nope, you've got a burst appendix. You've got to cut that thing out now. And I remember, well, they were just trying to put the needle in my arm and everything because I was writhing on the table in this agony. Mm. It was so painful. And then the next thing I know, I'm coming around from the anesthetic. They've done the operation. And the first thought that went through my mind was, is that pain gone? Mm. <laughs> Did they fix the pain, the source of pain? Mm. Can you just imagine Lazarus? He, he might have been in pain before he died mm. and now he's suddenly resurrected. And the first thing going through his mind is, is that pain gone? Mm. Does Jesus actually heal the pain that comes with it? And he kind of like shimmies out because his Bible says he's bound <laughs> and he kind of gets out to the grave to the outside and he's all bound up. Yes, Lazarus mm. was going through a hard time. Mary and Martha was going through a hard time too. Mm. And in fact, Jesus was too, I yeah. think. It said that Jesus wept, Jesus groaned. He was having so much compassion mm. and concern about the death of a friend. It was hurting him. And then you see Mary and Martha and they're in pain and the people, the friends around them. But Jesus still asked them to get involved mm. with this whole story. And I was saying to us in the very beginning that this story is perhaps left for us as an example of how that we can work through the things that have died or mm -hmm. gone to sleep or, or seem like there's nothing happening anymore. They, it's left as an example that in our pain. Yeah, this is what we do in our pain. In our pain. Yes. Perhaps we need to think about the participation or the partnership with Jesus in creating a miracle. That's right. Jesus could have said to Mary and Martha, Oh, you, you guys, you've gone through a Torah time. Why don't you just sit there on that rock mm. and I'll sort out the problem? But he didn't. He said, move the stone. He did. He said, come on, you need to put something off and put something on and right. you move the stone. And then he goes and leads by example and says, basically, if, if you want to pray to the Father, you need to believe. And this is how we pray out of a relationship mm. with our Father. We pray from a position of confidence mm. and conviction. Yes, as and well. definitely with the fire, oh, the life yes, of God. Oh, yes, we could have the Spirit and the life of God, don't so we? So he was showing them that this is a partnership. It's a partnership in moving the stone. You can't, you can't get things off by yourself. You can't move things by yourself. It's a partnership. We pray in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And then finally, he demonstrates how we can break the silence right. with the Word of God. We partner with the Word of God and we speak to the things 
that are dead. Let's go and read the story again, just one or two verses in John chapter 11 and verse 43 and 44. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. My first point, Claire, miracles can be messy. Mm. Here we have just seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. And Lazarus comes shimming out of the tomb, bound, head, feet, hands. Yes. We would have expected possibly a perfect miracle, mm. but there is a mess there. I, it reminds me of some of the greatest miracles that are known to mankind, mm. that, giving your heart to Jesus. Yes. You know, it's a spiritual transformation, taking somebody out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of mm. light, uh, a rebirth of the human spirit. It's mm. incredible miracle, but it's messy. Well, you, then you meet Jesus and that's the miracle. The, the spirit is made alive and transformed. Mm. But... Often, many of us, all of us, in fact, <laughs> we're still stuck with some bad habits. Yeah, with baggage, don't we? Our, our lives have mess that come with them. Mm. And so, yes, there's, there's mess in the miracle. That's Not right. complete miracle all at once, is it? That's right. So, yes, there's a spiritual transformation that takes place, but we have angers, we have abortions, a divorce, loneliness, mm. a bad company, bad habits. All of that comes with us. And that miracle, although, it, yes, it is a miracle, but it, mm. it can be messy. You could have a financial miracle, yes. Wayne. You could have had some miraculous debt paid off. But even though that's the miracle, we could still sit with the, well, I have a bad spending habit, no. or do I need to do some kind of course to budget? There's things that we still need to do Correct. in the miracle. A miracle, but your family and friends might have lost trust in your mm. ability to handle finances. So yes, there's a miracle, but it can also be messy. Mm. Maybe you've had a miracle in a relationship. For 20 years, you've never spoken to the person and all of a sudden you start emailing mm. or Facebooking. Miracle. A miracle has taken yes. place. Hang on. But it comes with a mess. Mm. Sometimes there's a lot of distrust and, and there's a lot of hurt and resentment mm. backed up there and you need to work through it. So yes, there's sometimes miracles that take place, but often a miracle comes with a bit of a mess attached to it. Mm. I love those words that Jesus said there. He turned to Mary and Martha and Lazarus has just come out and he turns to them and says, loose him and let him go. Mm. Jesus didn't rush up and do it. And I think... It must have been Mary and Martha, his yes. sisters. Wouldn't they have been the first people when they see him alive to rush up and to take off those grave clothes from him? I can just imagine now. There must have been a mixture of anger and happiness and joy. Yes. You know, how could you have died on me? You know, and then pounding on his on his chest, yes. but at the same time just hugging me, hold me tight. You know, or something like it. the love and the joy and the, the every emotion that you can imagine. Mary and Martha were the first ones to meet Lazarus out of that grave, mm. and when Jesus said those words, loose him and let him go they were on it like a shot mm. miracles require sometimes a partnership with somebody else mm. Romans 15 verse 1 in the message says those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us strength is for service and not for status each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us Asking ourselves, how can I help? And wasn't Jesus actually pointing to Mary and Martha and say, 
your brother mm. needs help. Your service is not is for somebody else. It's not for the status. It's actually to help somebody else. How can I help you? Again, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13 and 14, it says this. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Claire, if I had to uh, sum up what I see in these scriptures, it would be this. Don't wash your hands. Get dirty. Get involved. Mm. Jesus is saying to us, guys, we could easily say, great, you had a miracle. God bless you. Uh, be on your way. But he's saying, no, help each other. <laughs> you see, sometimes miracles come with a bit of a mess. And we can, looking on the outside, looking in, we can say, I can help with that. I can lose a little bit of that. I can assist you on your next step of your journey. And that freedom for Lazarus was wrapped up in Mary and Martha getting involved, getting dirty, and unwrapping Lazarus. But you have a look and you break it down, Wayne. He, there was three areas, there was. wasn't there? There was three areas where Mary and Martha got involved to unwrap Lazarus. These three areas, let's read it again in John 11. It says, Lazarus come forth, and then he who died, namely Lazarus, he came out bound hand and foot with gray clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him, and let him go. The last couple of weeks, that we've seen how we can deal with dead situations in our lives. Mm. Um, the way that we can put on, put off, the way that we can pray, the way that we can speak and break that silence. Mary and Martha had a challenge in their own hearts. In their own, they were grieving, they were hurt, they needed a miracle. Mm. Lazarus needed a miracle. Mm. We have two groups of people that needed a miracle here. And by Jesus saying, loose him and let him go, could it be that in Mary and Martha serving their brother Lazarus and helping to set him free, actually freed them? Mm. Could it be that our miracle, our giant slaying, our prayers could be answered when we begin to serve somebody else? Mm. Their miracle is a mess, but so is mine. But if I help serve mm. yours, and I can help you. Could it release inside of me the freedom that I'm needing? When Jesus asked us to loose them and let it go, he says, don't wash your hands, get dirty, get involved. Was he trying to set us free in the whole process and saying, I know that you guys need to get involved with that one's miracle in order for you to get your miracle. It's all overarching. This whole story is a partnership. That's right. Doing it together. We all have some part in somebody else's miracle. The first uh, point there that we read was that uh, Lazarus was bound by foot. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I couldn't help remember Josh's talk. Do you remember how he preached just a couple of weeks ago? And he preached on move into the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And he quoted that scripture in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 17. It says, learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of the orphans, fight for the fights the rights of widows. Josh was telling us that there's different categories there. We have got the widow, the orphan, the immigrant, and the poor. When I was thinking and meditating on those four categories there, you know, Claire, those people were almost helpless. Mm. 
they they be they beyond help from themselves. They, they and some of them don't mm. even realize that they can't help themselves. We have to look at them and say, these guys are helpless. We need to move into that neighborhood That's and right. help them. These people represented a group of people that couldn't do it by themselves. Mm. And they were bound by foot, kind of indicates it required a bit of a distance to go. Josh pointed out and he mentioned the parable of the Good Samaritan mm -hmm. and how so many people, the religious leaders of the day, they crossed the road. They, they were washing their hands of the situation. Yeah. I don't want to get involved. I want to keep That's myself right. all nice and clean. I'm off to the football or I'm going to there or I'm going to do this. And, and so they were trying to protect themselves. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. I want you to get involved. Mm -hmm. But Lord, you don't understand. He's bleeding. He's dying. He, he, he's in a mess. It's going to wreck my day. But in doing so, was the Good Samaritan actually setting himself free? Was there a miracle that takes place in himself as he serves someone else? Mm -hmm. When you're bound uh, by the foot, it implies somewhere out there, maybe, maybe it could be our mission in Nepal. We are building a church in Nepal where they got no ability to help themselves. They can't. We have the funds. They don't have the funds. There is zero benefit for us. This is pure God working through us to help build and establish a church in another nation. That's just one example of how we can serve and release somebody that is bound by the foot. And Jesus actually refers to this and he talks about it in Luke 10, doesn't he? Jesus said, go and do likewise. He's telling us to go, mm. feet, take us somewhere, to do something for somebody else, which reminds me of the story of Ruth. If you read the book of Ruth and the story of Ruth and Naomi, they become widows mm. and they go and they start gleaning in a field that belongs to Boaz. And here we have Boaz, who is like that person, who is prepared to go out and help somebody. He says to them, doesn't matter, he says to his uh, helpers, his reapers, leave Ruth alone. Mm. Let her gather food. Let her come in the shelter. I'll give her some food and give her water and don't harm her. Protect her. And then Boaz actually ends up marrying uh, Ruth. She was a foreigner. She mm. was a Moabitess. She didn't That's belong right. there. So she could have been a, what we call today a refugee. Mm, and a she was a widow. Mm. But Boaz said, I'm going to provide, provide for her. Yeah. I'm going to be that person who's not going to wash my hands mm -hmm. and I'm going to get involved in this person's life and set her free. So the message of this, get involved, get dirty, get your hands dirty, get involved. Mm -hmm. uh, don't wash your hands of the situation. And which just to me, you know, the story of Boaz and Ruth, He's known as the kinsman redeemer. This is exactly what Jesus did mm. for us. He didn't wash his hands of us. Nope, he says, he I'm going to get involved and provide for you guys. Well, loose him and let him go. The second way that he was bound, firstly by foot, but secondly by the hand. I'm reminded of Steve's uh, sermon that he preached just mm. a couple of weeks back as well um, <laughs> after Josh. And he was saying how it requires courage and conviction and concern mm. to serve others. Are you available to serve? By hand, literally, hand is much closer to us, isn't it? Yes. Feet, we can walk quite a distance, mm. but hands, it's really close to us. So mm. this is referring, I believe, to family and to our local community that we are involved in. And Steve was saying, are we available 
to serve somebody else. God spoke to me, Claire, as well about that supply box. I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember that Epikharagia supply box that God has made available. And yes, there is a supply box available to me. Mm -hmm. God's given something for me to get through my miracle, mm -hmm. to heal my body. To, But when I started to look at that, there was more reference in there to the supply box being given to me in order for me to bless somebody else. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking away that God wants to bless you and help you and look after you. Yes, He does. But at the same time, that supply box is there for me to bless somebody else. I was given that very supply. Listen to uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says that we are co-workers with Jesus. Mm. We have a job to do, building the church, getting involved in ministry. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 through to 11 says this. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. All glory. That's exactly what Jesus said to Mary and Martha. Mm, you want to see the glory see of the, the Lord? Glory. In serving somebody else, mm. the glory of God can be released. Mm. When we start to serve somebody who can't serve themselves, somebody mm. who is trapped, we start to become his hands and his feet, as Steve was mm. saying, and we start to serve with courage and conviction. Right. We can take our supply box and say, hey, I see you got a need. Mm. I can do this. And when you open up that supply box, it's there's a Holy Spirit partnership again. Right. And when we come to our place of worship in church, are we valuing the people there, the, the kids and the youth? And we're saying, mm. you know what? I want to be hands to those ministries. I want to be hands to those That's children, right. to those youth. Maybe it's somebody that has been in debt and you say, I want to be hands to run this cap course because I want them to have their yeah. full miracle. That's right. It's very interesting um, that we see as we begin to serve others, our ministry is established mm. and released. I think of the story of Jesus. Um, and he goes along, and this is the very first miracle that he ever does, mm -hmm. is where he turns the water into wine. Mm -hmm. He's invited by family or friends, a community he must have known with his disciples to a wedding feast. Mm -hmm. And he arrives at the wedding feast, and finally they come to him, his mother comes to him actually, and says, they've run out of wine. Mm -hmm. Here is a drama. But Here's what does issue. he say to her? Woman, what does this concern me? I say that on TV. <laughs> yes, Jesus actually denies it and says, "Hey, what, it's but, not my time, not and my does time. this concern me?" But then he says to them, "Actually, okay, you go get the jars, didn't he?" That's right. Partnered with them. Partnered with them, they had to take their hands and go and get those jars, Wayne. But what Jesus was showing us, even though it wasn't his time. Even it wasn't the official time for his start to his ministry, he still got involved. Mm. He got his hands dirty and he got involved. He didn't just wash his hands yeah. of the situation. Then he tells them to partner. Claire, these jars were most probably a meter and a half high. Mm. They were huge jars and jugs of water. They weren't light. Mm. He says, bring me those jars. Then he tells them to fill them up with water. Mm. Now listen, they had a well in those days, so they would have to make several trips with buckets up and down and up mm. and down. We are not talking about a two-minute process where they just opened the tap and filled them up quickly with water. <laughs> this was hard work. Mm. Jesus sat by and allowed them to do the work. They were the ones with them. He partnered with them and said, 
full up those jugs. Mm. And they had to take their hand, their physical, they were concerned, like um, Pastor Steve said, they had concern yes. for this was a, a family or a friend's wedding. That's right. And they wanted to be a supplier to that wedding. So they, with their hands, they went and they helped. And they got these jars filled with water and then they served it to the master of the yeah. feast. And I find a very interesting way in that what they filled those jars with looked nothing like wine. No, it wasn't grapes. It didn't right. represent wine at all. And that's what happens with this box that we have. This supply box that you talked about is full of the Holy Spirit. When we get filled up to the brim with the Holy Spirit, what comes out in our hands, in our serving, is going to meet the need. It doesn't ha- matter. You might feel like, oh, it doesn't look I, like the right thing. I'm not the right mm. person or I don't have the gifts. I'm not properly qualified. But when we are willing to serve with our when hands. When we are poured out. The, the master of the feast mm. said it was the best. That's right. When we pour out and we operate in obedience to the Holy Spirit, you might feel totally inadequate. Mm. You say, but Lord, I'm giving you what I have. Yes. What's in my supply box. I'm about to serve. And God works a miracle mm. and takes a messy miracle and helps and uses you to tidy up the miracle. And it becomes beautiful. In fact, it becomes the best. Mm. Did you know that your gift is most probably the perfect gift that somebody else needs. And we could adopt our attitude, well, I'm not going back to my small group or my connect group because I'm not loved in that group. No, you don't go to a small group because you're loved or you're not loved. You go to serve somebody else Mm -hmm. because you might just have the right testimony on the right week to encourage somebody else who was going to give up, commit suicide or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you said and shared something that turned into perfection and cemented it and you helped somebody else in their miracle and you help them being set free. The other thing that I noticed there, Jesus himself, his miracle was launched by, actually his ministry was launched by serving somebody else. That's when they suddenly realized, oh, that's that's the Messiah. That's who he is. So could it be that when you start just using your hands and serving, where there's a lack, where there's a need, suddenly you actually find your calling. Your calling is really so you can identify, oh, that's what I'm called to do. But if we keep our hands bound mm. up and never open them up and never share and be th- that meeting that need, you may never find out. Well, we saw that the supply box, Jesus is building his church. The project, the community project that we're working on is building the church. Mm. And in the church, there are different groups of people that can't, and have, like the kids, like the youth. Uh, these equipment, these PA, the, these lighting, mm. these cameras, these, there's a whole range of different ministries that are under-equipped and underutilized and, and haven't got the right people. We need resources. And you say, but I can't do that. But you, Jesus is saying, are you prepared to get your hands dirty? Are you prepared to get involved and serve? Like Pastor <laughs> Steve, are you? available. Are you, that's right. <laughs> Are you available? To, will you take some courage and say, guess what? I, I might not be the best singer, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try and sing on the top of my voice. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know too much about computers, but do you know what? I'll drive that mouse. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I don't know how to do fancy cameras and stuff, but I can switch yes. on the lights. I'm going to get involved in any way and shape that I can. Yes. And, I'm, and could it be, just could it be that in you serving, God is releasing your miracle. Your yes. prayers are being answered and something turns from water into wine because you are serving, because you you have now become the hands. Mm. And when Jesus said, loose him and let him go, you said, I'm your man. Mm. I'm your woman. I'm getting involved. Mm. I've got conviction. I've got courage. And I've got concern for somebody else. And it brings joy and freedom and provision. This obviously 
a wedding wine, when I think of it, is family and friends. Mm. Church is family and friends. When you bring your hands, when you serve, you are going to bring freedom. You're going to bring provision. You're going to bring joy to the celebration. That's right. Don't wash your hands. Get dirty and get involved. The last thing that we saw there, Claire, is he was bound by his face. Mm. And he had most probably gray clothes wrapped around him. So his feet were bound, his hands. So he must have hopped out there like a, a yo-yo type person. Mm. Um, and he can't see. It he can't hear. His eyes are closed. closed. His yeah. mouth. Oh, my goodness. This last year and a half, we've, we've all been gagged, haven't we? We've had these mouths. Yeah. Now, it's not talking about a physical no. gagging or something. This was, I believe, a spiritual. Mm. So spiritually, sometimes we, are, we can't hear quite right. So let's, for example, you get born again. You say it in, and it's the first time you've heard about Jesus. But the word of God isn't quite clear. You can't see it properly. Mm. You can't hear God properly. Maybe you're still, your mouth hasn't been transformed. We spoke about that last week. We're not speaking the right words. So who is going to be coming alongside you to take off those grave clothes around your face? We need discipleship. Mm. I, I think that the feet represent long distance missions. Mm. The hands rep represents getting involved in a local church community. But the face, mm. removing that, is clearly discipleship. I want us to read Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. What was Jesus' instruction? Preach the gospel. Now read Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Clear our mandate from Jesus wasn't just to make converts, no. it was to make disciples. It was to preach and teach them to obey instruction. Mm -hmm. It was to be, you know, I, I love... It implies you can't get a disciple without a convert, okay? You, you just can't. So first you've got to get someone saved. But so many of us, we, we share our faith and we say, oh, you need to know Jesus. And that's, yeah, that's great, but it's not enough. We need to take it the next step and get involved in their miracle. Why? Because they're full of a mess. They got born again. A miracle took place in their life. Mm. But what about the next step? Mm. Are we prepared to get involved and say, hey, listen, I can see your finances are a mess. Would you like to come with me? and do another cap money management course. Mm. Now listen, you might have done cap management course 10 times, but you're saying, hey, it's not all about me. I want to release the miracle in them. I want to set them free. Mm. So I'm prepared to do the cap course again with you. Mm. And I want to serve you and take you along and make a disciple mm. of you. And could it be just taking them and saying, I want to do this course with you. I want to, let's go do Sofa Church together. Perhaps they yeah. just needing that helping hand to see the word more clearly. Some of us have been born again a long time and we know stuff. Why not help somebody yeah. to see, to hear and to Teach speak. them how to pray. And say, do you know what? I, I, I see that you're adding mm. some unhealthy conversation to the end of your prayers. Mm. Could I just share with you what, what Jesus showed me? And we show them how we can pray in relationship, mm. pray out of a place of conviction mm. and, and, and safety and knowing who their father is. Mm. We have got so much 
Are we prepared to join arms with somebody else and take them on the next step of their journey and disciple them? There what was if- another man, Wayne, in the Bible, and, and he was uh, blind, and this happened to him. He, he got prayed for by Jesus. Well, Jesus, in fact, initially spat on his eyes. And then Jesus said to him, well, can you see now? And he said, oh, I just see men like trees. Could it be that mm. he had a partial miracle and then he a needed messy miracle. a messy miracle? He couldn't quite see clearly. But you know what? Jesus was so concerned mm. and he was actually so passionate That's about right. that man. He wanted him to see clearly that he was prepared to come alongside him again and pray for him and say, and pray for you and say, you are healed. Right. He didn't want the man to be in partial sight. And this should be our passion in our home group settings. And when we meet together, help people to see clearly. Mm. You know, I'm reminded of like the prayer ministry team. It's a group of people that are willing after a meeting to sit with somebody else and pray with them. Mm. And they say, I could be getting tea and coffee out on the deck and having a biscuit. But you know what? I'm more worried about you fulfilling and having a complete miracle Mm. take place. I would like to pray with you. Mm. Guys, there are many ministries that we get involved with. That, that, that's your passion in life. Maybe, maybe you, the, when we spoke about the feet, you got all excited about being doing missions and you want to go mm. off to China or India or Nepal or, or somewhere. You're passionate about and the you, homeless or those yes, that are being trafficked. You're, you're yes. passionate about that. Get involved with it. What keeps you awake at night? Get involved. That might mm. be God speaking to you. That may be the, the thing that you can't sleep about. It's <laughs> keeping you up. It's perhaps the thing that mm. you need to get dirty. And get involved and with maybe you the hands person. Yes. Uh, you, you know, you are so concerned that we do not have hot coffee after church service that is lukewarm. And you're just not happy mm. with the quality of the biscuits that you we serve. Lights on. Lights and on. And good action, sound. And the seats weren't straight. How can you have rows that aren't straight? It's mm. freaking you out. Well, I would like to submit to you, maybe you're a hands person mm. and you need to get involved with the hands and start serving on the helps team. But maybe your heart is broken for those who who are wounded, who are carrying baggage Mm. and and they're confessing wrong. And you say, hey, I'm a face person. I want to get in your face. Would you come along with me Mm. and join in this job? Would you partner with me? Come with me to home group. Mm. Come with me. Just this week, I was so blessed. One of our connect groups that I heard via the grapevine. No one told me. I heard via the grapevine that on a Thursday, they all met Mm -hmm. in their garden and they watched the Sunday morning service mm. together. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's exactly right. Mm. That's exa- it's like, hey, listen, why don't you come and join with me? We're going to sit in the sunshine or under the shade or something like this, and we're going to do church together. We're going to dis- have a discussion after the word. We're going to share and pray together. That is what it's all about. That's a face person. Yes. Are we prepared to get involved? You know, there's a guy in the Bible, Wayne, and he's standing there. And he's faced with a really hard Mm. choice. Matthew 27. And here we have a great mob of people and they are jeering Mm. and they are shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And they want, there's a choice between Barabbas and Jesus being crucified. And here's Pilate standing there Mm -hmm. and he couldn't hack the responsibility of it, could he? And what does he do? He washed his hands and walked away. This is our challenge today. Mm. Let's not wash our hands. 
let's get involved. Yeah. Let's get dirty. That's right. Let's do something. Let's get involved with someone else's messy miracle, and you may find yours as mm. well. That's right. Oh, guys, you could switch off and you could say, you know what, I don't like this sermon. Mm -hmm. It's a bit too challenging for me. It definitely is. I, I, I'm <laughs> heading out of here. I'm not a hands person. I'm not a feet person. I'm not a face. I'm a couch person. Or whatever it is. Wait, wait, stop. You, you're washing your hands. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said to the, the Good Samaritan's parable, said, go and do likewise. Mm -hmm. The instruction that we have from Jesus isn't to wash our hands. No. Our instruction is to get dirty. Mm. And you know what? You say, but Wayne, what if I make a mistake? Well, hang on a minute. When you take what's in your supply box from the Holy Spirit and you give it to him and sacrifice and say, Lord, this is for you. I'm doing this for you. A miracle takes place. That's right. And God takes that gift that you've sacrificed and says, I'm going to turn it into magic. I'm going to make that be the perfect blessing for somebody else. You have been given a supply box. You have been given instruction to move into the neighborhood. You have been, been given instruction to let him go and set him free. Unwrap him. The question that we've got for you today is, are you going to wash your hands? Or are you going to get dirty and get involved? Wow, what an awesome message it was today. Thank you, pastors Wayne and yes, Claire. So let's you. take this message and let's put wheels on it. Yes. Let's put legs on our prayers and yes. let's participate in someone else's miracle. Yeah, shall we finish in prayer? Shall we? Yeah. Oh Lord God, thank you so much that you are the miracle maker. You are a way maker. That like there's miracles going on all around us, more than we could ever count. Amen. There's so many miracles. I mean, why don't you do that? Why don't you try and count all the miracles that you've ever witnessed, experienced, heard of, read about in the Bible? You will be amazed and astonished. I bet you'll just run out of steam. You won't be able to count them all. So Lord God, I just want to thank you for the the miracles, the ones that have been, the ones that are happening now, the ones that are to come. Lord, will you help us to be people who who have faith for miracles mm. and signs and wonders. Lord, will you come in a mighty way? Will you blow through your children? Will you transform us so that we become the kind of people who have big thoughts about you, who trust you so, so mm. greatly over anything that we just alone see with our eyes. You are amazing. You are a massive God. Come on. And we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And God, as we go out into this week, as you send us out, would we partner with you yes. in what you want to do? Let us, you know, let us do your will this week in our lives. Have a great week. Bye.